A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, And Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. After Donald Trump's 75-minute speech, we took an Uber to our car and drove four hours to Beth's house in the middle of the night. In this episode, we'll share some of our sleep-deprived thoughts and our observations about the RNC after a few days rest. This is Sarah from the left. And Beth from the right. You're listening to a special episode of Pantsuit Politics from the Republican National Convention. No shouting, no insults, plenty of nuance. Welcome to part two of our special episode from the Republican National Convention. We're heading to the DNC this week, so stay tuned for lots of content coming from Philly. And as always, your support of the show makes these special episodes possible. So if you'd like to buy a t-shirt where there's still uh, free shipping or become a supporter or donor to the show, go to pantsuitpoliticsshow.com. So you're about to hear some footage from our chat in the car. Now, please keep in mind that we were talking well after midnight. We had a really interesting Uber ride out of downtown Cleveland where our Uber driver told us that, you know, it's just time for a woman to be the president. It's great how everyone becomes sort of a pundit in cities where things like this are going on. So we had a great discussion with him and then with each other. And we're going to share parts of that with you now. So we got to the main part of the 
night that everybody was anticipating, which was Ivanka's speech. There was like a little video beforehand, and then she came out. She brought her own fan, clearly, because her hair was blowing the whole time, which I found entrancing. It was very much like Beyonce, if you've ever seen Beyonce in concert, how the wind is always with her. Yeah, That's Ivanka brought the wind. She, you know, I thought her speech was warm and um, very interesting, very out there as far as she said, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. Uh, she sort of stood in particularly on this ground of my dad is an advocate for women. He's going to make sure that there's affordable child care for working women so they can work for, and provide for their families. Um, which, uh, you know, what I told Beth earlier is I want to believe her. But in that space, first of all, in which there is a party platform that's not supportive of that. And con- considering sort of the way... Donald Trump presents himself so often. I mean, I just think it's a big, you know, if he won the, I guess what it is, is if he won the primary on being a certain way, and now he wants four days for his kids to come out and sell a totally different version of himself, I just don't know how convincing that was. I think her speech was pretty brave because it it was not full of Republican orthodoxy. Mm -hmm. It was a big deal for her to talk about equal pay and uh, paid child care in front of this audience. Yeah. And she did it unapologetically in a really strong way. I think the lesson from this convention is it's very clear that you're taking the Trump family as a package. Yeah. And so it isn't all wrapped up in Donald Trump. I mean, Ivanka said she personally would be working on these issues with yeah. him, and I believe that. Especially if you look at the Mike Pence pick, which seems more and more to have been the Trump children's decision. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you realize Don, Donald Jr. knocked it out of the park when he gave his speech. Ivanka did very, very well tonight. I thought she was terrific and just poised and confident and articulate. So... A Trump well, administration would be full of Trumps, I think. Well, and I saw somebody on Twitter make the analogy to like, okay, well, this is they're going to be like the Kennedy family, basically. Like, they're going to have this um, political dynasty. I think we might be counting our chickens a bit before they hatch, but we'll see. Let's all forget that this political dynasty, those children didn't even vote for their father in the primary. No, I mean, it, but, but this is how they run their businesses. And yeah. so if... Yeah. If he gets, if he's in the White House, I do think that you're going to see a lot of at least Ivanka and Don Jr., probably Eric as well. So then was the main event. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, so here's where I'm at with this. Donald Trump gave a very, you know sort of intense borderline scary speech about that the world the world is full of lawlessness and he is going to be the law and order candidate he told stories of uh, undocumented people coming into the country and other people losing their lives American citizens quote unquote losing their lives and sort of perpetuated the idea that there's just nobody's following the rules but when he gets there in the office on the you know the first day it's going to be safe and there's going to be a million jobs 
and everything is going to be fantastic and great and we're going to be winning. And so I think what I was thinking about a lot was a, a message I talk about in my personal life, which is just be, your emotions are not reality. And that's what I would like to sit down and have a conversation with a lot of the delegates there. And maybe just America in generally, like, especially what we've been talking about the last few weeks. I know some of the news seems scary, and it is scary. There's scary stories. There are intense issues happening and conversations and conflict in this country. But just because we feel like there's all this, that we're unsafe and there's all this lawlessness doesn't make it true. And I feel like Donald Trump is trying to play on the, the emotional I think he, I feel, there was a lot of emotional manipulation is what I felt tonight. What do you think? It's interesting because I was watching this and thinking about how sort of primitive we are still because you could feel people wanting to engage with him on that emotional level. People wanted to have moments of chanting. People wanted to boo. I wish that we could just get together as adults and agree that we're not going to boo things anymore. There's nothing less attractive. I mean, sometimes I think about, like, if the aliens are watching us and seeing us boo. There's Anyway. What's it accomplished? It's not a good look for us. But anyway, I think that you, you saw people, like, wanting to be excited, wanting to be enthusiastic, wanting to be expressive. But then the... The policy side, if being really generous with the word policy, no, I was going to say the policy side is so all over the map that it's hard to get there. Yeah, I mean, you have this mix of social conservatives really uncomfortable with some of the more tolerant language we've heard at, at Republican conventions. I mean, a bright spot was you had. Peter Thiel talking about being openly gay and being proud of that and calling the debate over restrooms a distraction from important issues and some big applause about yeah. that but also some people noticeably non-reactive and then you have the same thing in Trump's speech about um, protecting our LGBT citizens so LGBTQ he, he did say that didn't he so weird and so you know you have that division, and then you have Trump talking about disastrous trade policy. Not a lot of reaction from the crowd about that. Not a lot of reaction from the crowd when he talked about China. Not a lot of reaction from the crowd when he talked about our foreign policy of regime change and opposing some of our hawkishness in the Middle East. He didn't get much until he went straight for the, like... Lots of immigration. There's Mom and apple pie, America is the best yeah. thing ever. I feel like he got a lot of cheers Anything, anytime immigration came up. I feel like there was a lot of that. I feel like... And he I, he did get a bitty... He got pretty big cheers for the TPP and for the Iran nuclear deal. And I feel like that's like name recognition just after the primary more than anything else. Like right. that stuff that's came up a lot. The defeat of ISIS. To his credit, there was some chanting of lock her up. And he basically shut it down and said like, well, let's just defeat her in November. And I thought that was a pretty big deal, Yeah, really. If you think about the way the campaign has unfolded so far, that could have gone in a lot of really ugly directions. So that I thought that was a fairly classy way to handle that moment. It was really interesting where we were sending we could see the prompter, and so we could very clearly see when he went off prompter. I was surprised. I did not anticipate him sticking as closely to the speech as he did. Um, 
I thought he sort of has the, you know, attention span of a gnat, gnat and would just sort of do what he wanted. And there was times, you, I mean, he could, he was tempted. He really wanted to, you know, follow up some stuff, but he really stuck to the script. So we've had a few days to process now, Beth, and what are you feeling overall about our experience at the RNC and Trump in general? Or the Republican Party, I guess, in general. You know, just small questions. Just a few small small questions there. Let's start it off easy. Well, let me start with the positive, because there were some positives for me. I was delighted, even though he is a strange character, I was delighted that Peter Thiel spoke at the convention. I was delighted that a party that not too long ago in presidential history memory was booing people talking about marriage equality openly in debates, really embraced him as a speaker and applauded loudly when he talked about being openly gay. Now, understanding that there were delegates on the floor, not on their feet, right? That was not a universal sentiment, but it was a big sentiment. And that is a big shift in the party. It's too slow. It's not enough yet. I acknowledge all of those things. But it was some positive movement. So I want to give credit where due on that. I thought that Donald Jr. nailed his speech. I think the Trump children were the bright spot in the convention. And we've got a lot to talk about, especially as it relates to Ivanka. But, you know, I I was impressed with the Trump children to be able to come onto that type of stage and do something you've never done before. I thought they were really good. Well... I've been thinking a lot about it. And on the way to your house, I've been going on and on about this Ezra Klein interview I listened to with a conservative intellectual. So he was amazing. And I'd listened to him. I was nodding at certain points. I was like, man, am I conservative? I've spent months on this podcast, you know, talking to Beth, thinking about what it really means to be a conservative, what that stands for. So in theory... I should have been ripe for the picking, not necessarily to become a Republican, but if I'm going to a, you know, even just a 24 hour infomercial for your party, and I've been listening to, you know, the whole range of thought leaders within your party and regular voters within your party who I, you know, are leaving me with the impression that I've misunderstood your party, then this should have been a good opportunity for you, for the Republican Party, the, the royal you. And, you know, being there, I really went in expecting to understand the Republican Party better or to have sort of a deeper, more meaningful kind of understanding of the issues that are important to these party activists and sort of the the bread and butter of the party. And what I left thinking was, you guys don't know what it is. You don't know what you stand for because of this really unique nominee you have. So you have people, you know, we met these lovely people who were um, very socially conservative and were delegates and, you know, they were thoughtful and they were kind, but you know, you also, like you said, you had Peter Thiel and you had like, okay, well maybe there is, I mean, it's just such a weird situation to have someone standing up and saying, I'm proud and I'm gay and I'm Republican when you have a party platform that advocates conversion therapy. So, So that was kind of weird. And then, you know, I had was listening to this conservative intellectual really make a great case for small government and slow action. And then you have Donald Trump standing up and basically arguing to make him dictator. There was no small government, limited government coming from the nominee. 
And I'm a party faithful. I've been at these events. I know what it feels like to kind of everybody be on the same page and yelling at the same points and kind of knowing your cues. And it was just so weird to me and sort of disjointed that people didn't know when to cheer. People were cheering for different points. And I mean, I guess if you're an optimist, you could argue it's because this party is going through a transition and this party is, you know, leaving some things behind and moving forward in a different direction. But I guess I just thought going to an event like this, you'd have like a, and in fairness, I've never been to one. So maybe this Democrat convention won't be like this, but I just felt like, okay, well, this is just all over the place. It's all the only thing that felt 100% united was their hatred of Hillary Clinton. And that's just not the best selling point, you know? It was absolutely disjointed. It was a mess. The absence of leadership is so clear. It is all about Donald Trump, and that's not a great thing to have everything be all about. And everybody mm. knows that, and you could feel that, this sort of dance of resignation and reluctance and concern. And I wouldn't even say that it's hatred of Hillary Clinton. I mean, the when we talked with Joyce and Mandy, we played an excerpt from this interview in our last episode, the Cruz delegates. You know, they were saying, look, Hillary Clinton's record speaks for itself. We're uncomfortable with her, but we're not interested in putting her in jail. So not everyone there. I, it certainly came across on television like everyone there was in like a, a righteous fury about Hillary Clinton. I don't even think that's the overall vibe. I do think that the uniting thread is it's not a building full of people who think Hillary Clinton would be a good president. It's well, hard, it, though, as a Republican to step back and say, what is this party right now? And where do I go if I'm not finding what I thought the party was here? Mm -hmm. Because I, I'm going to walk into Philadelphia with a very open mind. It, it's hard to imagine that I'm going to hear a lot about, you know, process and limitation on the federal government. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's just, wh where do you go? And I think it's a tough moment. And I don't think this convention just happened because the calendar said it was going to happen. If this were a corporation where you had some room to sort of mess with deadlines and everything, I don't think anyone would have said, yeah, let's have a convention right now. I think they, I think they would have recognized we can't really do that. We're not ready. We don't have it together because it's, it's not together. We are special breakfast people here at Pantsu Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries, I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. You can fully customize your wild grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box. And $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. Looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Aura frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. 
It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. You guys, I love my Aura frames. I have one in my office. I have one in my kitchen. I have given one as a housewarming gift. I have given one as Mother's Day, Father's Day. They are the most amazing gifts because this app is a game changer, in my personal opinion, in digital frames. It makes it so, so easy to get the pictures on there and even videos. It plays like you're in Harry Potter, you guys. It is the best. I love mine so much. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code Pantsuit at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college. Y'all, he's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash pantsuit. It seemed like the case that was being made, even though Joyce and her daughter were so nice, and I'm sure there are other people that felt like that, um, you know, like reading the the write-up from Unknown Delegate's Twitter, the man, the anonymous right. person who was reading running Unknown Delegate, it felt like what people were saying is it wasn't support Donald Trump because his policies are better. It was like a desperation of support, Don- you know, get in line because... Who cares how you feel about him? We hate them enough that it should justify your devotion, basically. And look, that's been the message from both campaigns so far. Mm. It's almost like both the Clinton and the Trump campaign slogan could be, that one's worse. You know, that's really what's being put out there to America right now. It's a choice that no one likes. And and we don't have to talk about equivalency even to, to know that what you hear from one side of the aisle is the Washington Post is saying Don, Donald Trump is dangerous and scary and uniquely unqualified. So there is a message from both sides of you, you're not happy, but you don't get to be happy this time. You just mm. have to get in line. And so that's what the Republicans have right now. And it's miserable. It's miserable to be part of. And I think the convention had a vibe that was, it was not joyous. It was not enthusiastic. It was resigned to the fact that our choices now are Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And given that choice, most of the people who participated in the convention, that's a distinct group it's kind of like primary voters right mm-hmm. would make donald trump their pick in that binary yeah it was really interesting i just cannot wait to get to philly and have sort of a comparison um even though we had so many people telling us that it was unique and it was different from other conventions i really want to have a baseline but just the more i sort of looked back on it just because i've gone to enough sort of party events 
that I, I have a, a loose feel for what they're like. And this was just so different because honestly, I don't think that, you know, leaving apart the argument that Donald Trump is dangerous or Donald Trump's all these things. I just really don't think he's a Republican. Truthfully, I don't think he, you know, his policies, whatever they are, his ideas about things align too closely with that, particularly if you're talking about the small government, limited government framework for conservative ideology. I mean, that speech was not small government in the, you know, in the, in the, you know, smallest way I can put it, I guess. I'm trying to think of the word I want. Most of us in our lives have been to a church service where the pastor's religion is himself. And I think that's what Trump is. I, I don't think Trump lines up with any particular philosophy or party. And I don't think policy is a word in his realm. And I think this speech really, really demonstrated that Trump's sales pitch is, look, things are bad and I am good and I will fix them and you don't even have to worry about it. And I think a lot of people are gravitating toward that in a way that we need to understand at a whole bunch of different levels, because that just tells you that most people in their lives are not seeing the kind of leadership around them that they want to see. They don't like their bosses. They don't like their governors. They don't like their mayors, you know, and they don't like what's coming out of Washington, D.C., and they don't want to hear any more we are trying to do our best, uh, you know, this, what they perceive as an abdication of responsibility. I think they sort of want a big, strong guy to come in and fix things. And there are tones of privilege and misogyny and race and all kinds of stuff going on in that to unpack. And we've, you know, tried to do that and I'm sure we'll continue to try to do it. But certainly it is clear to me now that that is one thing that attending this convention clarified for me that Donald Trump is not trying to sell ideas. He is just selling Donald Trump. Mm, I agree. Okay. So what did we think after we've had a few days to think about Ivanka? Because in the moment, girlfriend was seductive. I'll just put it that way. Well, look, she is, she is incredibly talented and incredibly confident and poised, uh, not afraid of anything. I do believe that she means what she says about her dad. And I thought it was brave of her to say, I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. I thought it was brave of her to talk about uh, family leave and child care and issues that are not Republican issues. And I do believe that she'd be extremely influential in a Trump administration if that's a thing that ever came to be. But I don't get it overall. And I really don't get I was just done when I saw her tweet saying shop Ivanka's look from the RNC, you know, and Mm -hmm. she's like trying to sell her dress from this speaking opportunity. There is a point like, is there no limit to the opportunism? (laughs) That's what I want to know. Well, and I think that. You know, I posted at Emily Nussbaum's. She called it weaponized graciousness, which I just thought was brilliant because There are a lot of conservative women who do not like Donald Trump, but do not like Hillary Clinton and are looking for any excuse to have a little bit of faith in the Republican Party is sort of the impression I've gotten. And so when Ivanka showed up, I think that was like, thank you. Just give me something. But the truth is, like, it's 
she gave a great speech and she looked beautiful and she's very poised and very intelligent and, you know, but I think there is sort of an unpleasant undercurrent to the whole thing with not only the fact that her father is a misogynist that, you know, like the, all this weird stuff about the, you know, the freight, her advice to him, the, the ghostwriter was like, I wrote that, not Donald Trump. Like there's just so many smoke and mirrors and I'm sure she loves her father, but that's just not enough. And what really bugs me is the idea that like, we can't, Oh, kids are off limits. That's not what that rule means. <laughs> when people say your kids are off limits, it means like, first of all, my impression has always been little kids, but it sort of means like if the family doesn't want to participate, then they shouldn't be dragged into it. But she stood up on a national stage and made the case for her father. So the idea that one can't criticize her as a result of that, I think, is really misplaced. She made a case, and if you make an argument, then people can make an argument against it. And um, as much as I think, even me, even all of us, I think, want to put a positive spin on the fact that Donald Trump is the nominee for the presidency and could perhaps be president, like, we have to be honest with ourselves and... I don't think that Ivanka helped an honest conversation about the kind of president Donald Trump will be in any way. I think she was just basically like, I'm nice. You should trust me. And that's just not that's not there's too much at stake. I'm sorry. I want to like you, too, Ivanka, and I want to believe you. But it's not that simple. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible. And skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies. So we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin. I take a probiotic. And Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered shower head purchase today. 
with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code Pantsuit at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. Well, what I take issue with in the piece by Emily Nussbaum is just that we we do have to recognize that this is her father. And everyone, we're, we're all limited in our, our perspective in one way or another. And I think that doesn't mean she's off limits. She's an adult. Uh, she is someone who I think would be influential in his administration. I mean, if you look at how the Trumps run their businesses, I think that's a good window into how they would run the government for better or worse, you know, and and part of that is that the family is involved. And I think his children were all this convention had going for it. So mm-hmm. it's totally fair game to talk about his children and what they said and how they said it. All that said, you know, it has to be difficult for Ivanka to weigh the women's issues, to be able to both understand how she can have one type of relationship with her father and lots of women can have other types of relationships with her father. And I don't think it's wrong. of. It's not wrong to be a woman who supports Donald Trump. It's confusing for a lot of us. It feels uncomfortable for a lot of us, but it's not wrong because elections are at the end of the day about priorities. And if you prioritize as your issues security and you think that Donald Trump is going to be the president that uh, keeps us safe, then then that's a legitimate choice for you to make. And, you know, so I, it's just it's wrong, I think, to say that all women must prioritize women's issues. And I'm using that in quotes because I sort of hate that term. But it's not wrong for Ivanka to support her father. I guess that's mm-hmm. my whole point. Now, we can take serious issue with the basis of her support, what she says, what's real versus what's her perception. But I don't think that she, because she's a woman, should get a different type of scrutiny than Don Jr. about this. Mm. Well, the only thing I would say back to that is I think she is making a, you know, it. her case wasn't absent from gender is the truth. Like they didn't put Don, you know, they didn't put Don Jr. up there in the prime time to introduce their father for a reason. You know, they put her up there to make a case to women. And so if you're going to do that and you're going to spend a lot of your speech making a case about women's issues, then, you know, then we do have to talk about the fact that why those choices were made and where, you know, then gender has to be a part of it, I guess, is what I'm saying. They didn't send Don Jr. up there to talk about 
daycare. They just didn't. Right. But he, but he did talk about school choice and pretty eloquently. And that's, you know, an issue near and dear to women's hearts. I, I, and listen, I'm not trying to be defensive in any way of Ivanka. What I think is not helpful is to introduce gender in a way that that then leads to a particular conclusion. Because a number of women who understand and care about women's issues might still prioritize other issues in exercising their choice in the election. That's all I'm saying. So we've barely processed this. We're doing the best we can. We head out to Philly today. We're recording this on um, Monday. We'll be on the ground tomorrow on Tuesday and start hopefully posting um, daily wrap-ups from what we learned that day and the speeches and um, our thoughts on the Democratic National Convention. So stay tuned. Subscribe. Share our podcast on your Facebook page and Twitter. Tell everyone you know to listen to Pansy Politics live from the Democratic National Convention. So it's going to be an interesting week for us. We're excited to share it all with you. Please keep watching our social media for listener meetups, Facebook Live sessions, and bonus episodes. And we will do our best all week to keep it nuanced, y'all. 